The champions of the UFC are strong, athletic, skilled, consistent, and for the most part, the main attraction of all events. However, it doesn't take much to notice or realize that some fighters are bigger than the champions. Fighters whose name alone define why this sport is where it is and why we watch. Fighters who bring their soul to the fights and the fight to the fights. Fighters who headline in disguise. From the Golden State in Porterville, California, this is MMA Math. Real fighters, real fights, real discussions. With your host, Professor Diaz, and the former featherweight Bellator champion of the world and former bantamweight UFC title challenger, Joe Soto. This week in MMA Math, we'll explore why the championship fight with Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier is great but a disguise for the fight that's really carrying this event. Plus, we'll take a closer look at Nate Diaz, what makes him special, why we care or don't care, and why we watch. We'll also explore Nate's fight with former champion Anthony Pettis, what to expect, and what each must overcome. Welcome, everyone. I'm Roberto Diaz, and I'm here with Joe Soto. How are you, Joe? I'm good. Joe, before we look at the Nate Diaz-Anthony Pettis fight and the kind of show they'll put on, Let's begin at the beginning on how this fight overshadows another great fight between the heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic. This is sort of unique in many ways where we have a regular fight, a non-title fight, overshadowing a championship fight, a heavyweight championship fight for that matter. Joe, would you agree that the Nate Diaz-Anthony Pettis fight is a fight to watch in this card that for a lot of fans, this is why they will pay a premium price? Yeah, I definitely think that. I think this is the much uh, the the must watch fight of the night. It's gonna be uh, probably the most exciting fight. Uh, I think everybody's gonna be tuning in and watch uh, Nate Diaz. He's been absent for a while, so this is definitely a fight I want to see. Could it be that the DC Stipe fight is a rematch? Could it be that we already saw a version of this fight? Would it be different if it were another champion fighting? Is there a fighter that is a current champion that can overshadow the Diaz name? I don't think so. You could argue John Jones and that, maybe maybe John, but I think that that's why this fight is going to overshadow the the main event because of the Diaz name, because of who it is, because of you know his fights with Connor and his personality. I think that's why this is probably overshadowing the main event. You know, each card is typically headlined by a championship fight because it is believed that the fans want to see the best versus the best. However, that's really not the case. The fans want to be entertained. They want their money's worth. They want their Saturday night to be festive, fun, and exciting. I mean, the UFC is not fooling anyone here. They know that we know that we'll be there to watch Diaz versus Showtime and everything else. All the other fights are just a bonus. So as they say, why beat around the bush? Why not make this the main event? Is it about egos and respect? Are we trying to hold the hand of DC or Stipe so they don't feel less than? What gives, Joe? I think maybe it's it's about the respect because it's about on the line, and and maybe it's because you know DC has close relationships with uh, Dana White, and he's in good with the UFC, and Nate Diaz not so much. What do you think is is more important than Joe being a big draw like Nate Diaz or being the champion like DC? Does it come down to money, legacy, or personal fulfillment? Let me ask you this. If you were granted a wish, would you rather be a champion 
or a very popular fighter that's not a champion like one of the Diaz brothers? You know, for me, I'd rather be a champion. You know, that's why I got into the sport to be a champion. I didn't really get into it for like money or fame or anything. But everybody's different, so everybody has their own agenda. So some people might, some fighters might choose, you know, the fame because to be famous. Because with that, with the um, notoriety and big name, you know, comes the money. So maybe, you know, that that's more important to some fighters, like a Conor McGregor. Maybe he. He's more about the money, but some other fighters don't really care about that, and they just want to, you know, they're, they're for the goal of winning the belt and saying they're the best in the world. Okay, Joe, so regardless of who belongs in the main event, regardless of Nate is really the one carrying this card, this is really about egos and a form of respect to the champion. However, before we look at the fight between Nate and Anthony, I want to look at why Nate Diaz is as big as he is why he's must-see, and why we care. Specifically, I want to take a closer look at who's Nate Diaz. It used to be the case, or at least for a little while, that Nate was just Nick's little brother. However, that didn't last long. Nate, with his low-key, yet responsive style, with his banger style, quickly made a name for himself. He started off by submitting all four of his opponents and winning the Ultimate Fighter Five, and that one was a good one. It included Manny Gamburian, Joe Lauzon, and Gray Maynard. So right off the bat, Nate was relevant. Joe, how big of a deal was it to win the Ultimate Fighter 5? How much did it do for his career? How much can it do for anyone's career? Yeah, definitely winning the Ultimate Fighter, being on the show, definitely winning it, you know, does a lot for your career. But just because you've seen a lot of people watch that show, you're getting a lot of eyeballs on you and, and, your show, and you're on... They're seeing you live. They're seeing you live in, in the fighter house. They're seeing your personality, how you interact, and what kind of person you are. It just opens you up to the world and, and, and gets a lot of eyeballs on you. So Nate then comes into the UFC and accumulates 30 fights, of which he loses 11. Now, that's a good record, but it's not a stellar one. Having said that, taking a closer look, it's this other record that really tells a story. He's been awarded Fight of the Night eight times, Submission of the Night five times. He has one performance of the night and one knockout of the night. In fact, he holds a record for fight bonuses in the history of the UFC. That's 50% of all his fights. I mean, that's as much as a guarantee that you'll ever get that you'll get an exciting fight and your money's worth. This is who Nate is. This is why we watch. There's just something about his fighting, his style, his demeanor that makes him a must-see. I mean, he's been quoted saying there are round winners and there's fighters. Joe, what do you think makes Nate Diaz an exciting fighter? I think it's his fighting style, obviously, but I think it's personality too. You know, not just that he's a great fighter and he shows up and puts on wars and, and puts on finishes, like you just said. But I think it's his personality and in interviews, and and that personality comes out in his fight. Sometimes he's flipping the other guy off. He's talking in there. You know, you could um, you could see his personality come through in, in fights. Now, obviously, there are fighters who are more skilled than Nate. Fighters who have beaten Nate. Fighters who are champions. However, Nate brings his soul to the cage. When he shows up, we know he's going to bring it and not blood or anything else is going to stop him. And most importantly, conscious or not, he's going to put on a show. I mean, even when he loses, he makes it exciting. He makes you want to see his fights more than once. I mean, this guy is one of a kind. Joe, there are very few fighters that capture our attention like Nate does. There's obviously the notorious one, Conor McGregor. 
Which fighters do you think have gotten there where their name is bigger than the belt? I think uh, the one of the ones that come to mind is probably the only one that come to mind is Nick. You know, Nate's brother, um, Nick Diaz. I think he, he's another one where his name is bigger than the belt. No matter if he'd never been a champion, people will tune in and watch him fight. So it's all about the Diaz brothers. I think so. On another note, and a relevant one and how the Diaz brothers seemingly look at fighting is that as tough as they are, they are sensible fighters. I mean, they understand the game for what it is. The Diaz brothers are some of the few, very few, if any, that are willing to throw in the towel. I remember Nick throwing in the towel on Nate's behalf when Josh Thompson landed that head kick. I also remember Nate being asked something to the effect of tapping out. And they responded by saying something like, hey, when you're caught, you're caught. This paradox of no quit but able to stop is just another thing that makes them fascinating to watch. And to top it off, they show up to fight in more ways than one. Joe, I'm a big fan of the Diaz brand and what Adidas can do. So as a former Bellator champion, as a former UFC fighter, as a former MMA fighter, are you a fan of fighters like Nate? Or do you prefer another form of a fighter? What kind of fighters get you to watch? No, definitely fighters like Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, Jorge Massival, you know, you know, real fighters, you know, true true fighters. I think that their love for the sport shows in their fights, you know. They're in there to finish and they don't care if they get finished. You know, they're in, they're looking for a finish the whole time. They're not looking to win, they're looking you know, they're not looking to win by a decision. They're looking to win the fight by, you know, by a finish. And they're two fighters in and out the cage. So we love Nate. We love the Diaz brothers because of the realism they bring to the cage, the sensibility and approach to the fights, and the willingness to go all out and do with remarkable skills and grit. Now, let's take a close look at what to expect from a fighter like Nate, who is coming off a long layoff, and how Anthony Perez can make this a fight for the ages, and what each must overcome. It's been three years since the second McGregor-Diaz fight took place, and this is the first time we get to see Nate back at it. He's now 34 years old, and he faces a 32-year-old former champion who's been busy fighting. In fact, Anthony has fought seven times during the Nate's absence, but that doesn't tell you the whole story. It's who Anthony fought that really cements what he's been up to. He fought Charles Oliveira, Max Holloway, Jim Miller, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chiesa, Tony Ferguson, and Stephen Thompson. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Joe, how tough of a task does Nate have to overcome that time off to get his timing to sharpen up? Yeah, that's definitely one thing I'm worried about with Nate in this fight. Uh, it's a tall task when you're out for three years. You know, he was active for a long a long time, you know, for a lot of time. But three years is a long time to come come back. And then you're fighting a, a guy that's active himself, is, and, and Anthony's been really active. So it's a, it's a tall task. It's going to be hard to overcome. I'm curious to see if he could do it. Now, physically, I don't think it's going to be a problem for Nate. He stays busy in that sense. He competes in triathlons. And he has started, I believe, at least two camps for fights that never materialized. And we've seen him in deep water, fighting tooth and nail to the bitter end. I mean, endurance has never been an issue. On the other side of the cage, when Anthony is in deep water, he slows down to the point where it's relatively noticeable. Joe, in this fight, where Anthony has been busy fighting and Nate has stayed on the sidelines, is endurance Nate's friend? 
How big of a problem can Nate make this for the former champion, Anthony Pettis? Yeah, I think in this fight, endurance is definitely um, Nate's friend. I think it would become a factor if, if if the fight goes into the later rounds. If Nate could, you know, because I think with the ring rust, it's going to be hard for him to get started, get going, you know, early on. I think he might be down the first couple of rounds. But, you know, if he could get into the third, fourth, fifth round, I think those, those are the rounds where you'll see Nate start to take over the fight. I think um, as the fight goes on, some of that he'll shake some of that ring rust, and then we'll see the the old Nate Diaz come out. Now, according to the UFC webpage, this fight is scheduled at 170. Both Anthony and Nate last fought at 170. However, they spent most of their careers at 155. Joe, who do you think fights better at 170? Does this heavier weight favor Nate or the former champion Anthony Pettis? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. I think right now maybe it might benefit Nate because he's not going to have to cut so much weight after all this time off. You know, I like seeing Nate compete at 155. I think he's sharper there. I think that's a better weight for him. He just looks better, and I think he competes better. But uh, coming off such a long layoff, it might be easier on his body to make the 170, so it might make it a better fight. In comparing their numbers, the one thing that stands out to me is that of the 11 losses on Nate's record, nine of those were due to a decision. Two doors down, Anthony Pettis has similar numbers. Of his eight losses, five were as a result of a decision. So for both of these guys, it seems that when they lose, it's because of points, not because they got submitted or knocked out. Having said that, Nate is clearly the fighter here. However, and even though it would seem that Anthony is not a fighter, his record says otherwise. How would you categorize Anthony? Is he a fighter or more of an athlete with awesome finishing skills. What's your take? Yeah, I think Anthony's more of the athlete in this fight for sure. I mean, I, he just he's he's more of an athlete, technical athlete, and, and Nate's definitely the um, the fighter in this one. Stylistically, we have a crafty fighter with awesome athleticism versus a rangy boxer with awesome jujitsu. However, Nate is two inches taller and has a three and a half inch arm reach advantage. Anthony is faster though on his feet and is like you said more athletic. Is the size of Nate, is his grueling style, is his no quit mentality enough to overtake and throw Anthony off his game? Is this something that Anthony must overcome? What do you see stylistically? Yeah, I think stylistically it could present Anthony with some problems. The only thing he has is on the side, like I said, he's been active and Nate hasn't. But I think for those reasons that you just said, it could cause Anthony some problems. But we did see Anthony fight uh, Wonderboy Townsend, who's a bigger guy too, and he overcame that. So... It's going to be interesting to see this fight. I'm definitely, definitely, you know, want to see this one. Joe, I think this is a very exciting fight. However, it doesn't always pan out like that. Sometimes the styles just clash and we get a dud. However, this one's almost guaranteed fireworks. What should we expect? Um, I'm with you. I think it's it's fireworks all the way. I, um, I don't even know if I could see this going to decision. I think someone's going to get finished. Okay, so even though the DC versus Stipe fight is the main event and a fight you don't want to miss, it's all about showtime with Diaz on this card. It's a hard-nosed, grueling, no-quit fighter, a fighter we love because of his simplicity and fighting style versus a crafty former champion who at this point in his career is willing to take on all comers, all the best, and put on a show. Their experience combined with their skills and tenacity should prove in this fight why they belong and why they should have headlined this event as a main event. Okay, if you like this show, please go to your favorite platform and support our show. 
You can subscribe on any of the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Again, we can be found at MMAMath.xyz. Okay, Joe, as Nate would say, you and me know that this is a wrap. Thanks for listening. Until next time, fight on. <laughs>